right, all right, all right, folks. So, I think we have the audio fixed. I'm hoping you guys are hearing me just fine out there in YouTube land. The video, however, we're going to see what happens. It doesn't look like we're going to be able to do video right now. Um, like I was just telling uh, my main man here, Smark. Smark, how you doing, my man? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, good, good. I was just telling him, though, me and my wife are looking into some options to get the internet better and maybe cut out the internet company. Because as I said, uh, at, I mean, last week, the audio was the problem. We literally, it was unlistenable. I didn't even post it. But um, anyway, folks, we are probably just going to record this one tonight. I'm going to give it a little bit of uh, like another two, three minutes and see what happens here. But right now. We're at ninety eight percent of dropped frames. <laughs> if that anyone who uses uh, OBS understands, that is bad. It's bad. So anyway, folks, we will have this bad boy loaded up tomorrow on uh, all the usual podcast platforms. But um, the audio is at least good, so we're going to at least capture the audio. Which I mean, this is how we started anyway. This is what we do. This is how we did it, which will, uh, so that way I just don't have, we, me and Smark will talk, and you guys will fucking know. Exactly. The audio is good is a bit of a subjective opinion. Yeah. I mean, the you know, the from a technical standpoint, I suppose it is, but, you know, content-wise. Content or content? Because I can be content. Either one. I can be content, but I can give you content. Mm. See, the English language is fucking stupid you ever notice that <laughs> well actually to be fair to explain what i was trying to do i was going to say the, for the word contentually and i don't think that's an actual word so i just kind of slammed on the brakes for a second I that's how you. i ended up with content instead of content i get you but i'm gonna go ahead and hit stop streaming now um but if anybody is uh by any chance watching this little uh let's see what two minute and 43 45 46 second video Catch us tomorrow. We will find out a way to get this bad boy rolling. In the meantime, that means I don't have to share anything. So let's go ahead and stop streaming. Smart, I can go ahead and stop sharing. But anyway, folks, this is Wrestling Outlet. I am Boxman right over there. Is. Well, the one I only the voice of generation. I am Smart Wahlberg. How are you? Oh, I'd be doing better if that video worked. But that's okay. It's okay. Does okay. it work better if I turn my camera off? Probably not. Okay. <laughs> it's probably the, as I said last week, we were telling the guy we thought we'd get better internet when he was hooking it up, and he said, yeah, he got pretty far away from that tire over there. So, you know, you, you tire's over there. You guys are her. Uh, That's actually pretty great because I had a similar situation going on. Well, not like in terms of internet quality, but like living in the south, it is funny to talk to like the tech people mm-hmm. or like the you know the people who are in charge of the installation because like Buddy knew exactly what he was talking about. He did a great job and he was very knowledgeable. But just that thick southern accent of just like yeah, okay, so see the thing is about Wi-Fi versus the Ethernet connection is what you need to do. Like just the full on like sound like fucking Jim Ross. So it was it's great. It's great. Oh, it's, it's fucking great. Um, what I could try to do is I could try to record on Skype and take that video and put it on YouTube. 
I can do that too from my end if you want me to on that. It would probably take the same amount of bandwidth if you tried to. Uh, we could try that. I forgot that my recording software is like 10 minutes at a time, so that, that's not an option. But anyways. All right, let me see what I can do here. I'll uh, Let me hit it and see what happens. Two records at a time, though, sometimes just don't fucking mix. So I don't know. Let's see what happens. Um, right now it looks like it's okay. <laughs> I just noticed that there's a disclaimer. Skype yes, by I mean, attending this meeting, you consent to being recorded. I'm like, what? No, I don't. And I've got one that says, uh, "Let everyone know they're being recorded." So, yeah, I guess uh, if you want to kill your camera, you can. Um, I mean, I like looking at you. You know, sexy Smarky over there. <sighs> Look at you, looking all good in there. Look at you, thinning down, trimming down, jacking yourself up. Whew. Let me slow down. Let me slow down. We're up to one thirty. <laughs> nice. Or really? Downed. I guess lost one thirty. Are you? You've lost hundred and thirty pounds. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, there's still more to go. Dude, that's a problem when you start off at a huge deficit. It's like you got to work hard to just like be kind of out of shape. It's, it sucks, but it is what it is. Yeah, but dude, that's 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 fucking awesome, man. Yeah, I'm feeling good. I feel better. Die, you should, man. That is fucking awesome. Dude, you fucking... You lost a teenager. <laughs> not I, the first time, I <laughs> Well, let's not talk about that. Uh, but yeah. Um, I, this seems like it's working. I don't know if it records... I'm pretty sure it records video, too, right? I think so. All right. But you're just going to have to look at us because I don't think I can uh, share... Audio, like I'm not audio, but like the screen. Maybe I can. I'll try. Let's see what I can do. Let's see what I can do. But um, I mean, I can post this on YouTube. My wife is watching a video of a place down here that is called Sasquatch Trading Post. Okay. Okay. Um. It is not a big place, but it it is a great place. It has great deals on food. So they closed on Thursdays because they get their truck on Thursdays. Their big days are Fridays. You got to get there early because they're going to run out of stuff. Okay. And my wife is texting me some of the things that um, they have there tomorrow. Prime uh, New York Strip, ten ninety nine a pound. Not bad. Not bad. Sounds good. Duck breast seven fifty, not bad. Grapes one ninety nine a pound. My daughter will eat a bag of grapes a day, so grapes are good for us. We'll get that. We'll get that. Mm-hmm. Duck breast seven fifty, not bad, not bad. Uh, pockets, uh, uh, hot pockets. They got pretty cheap, pretty cheap. So good stuff, good stuff, man. But I'll tell you, man, boy, I got a dress. You know, to go to. To do what I do, I got to dress halfway nice. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I got a pair of jeans on, but I got this little polo on. And I usually throw a sport coat over it just to look a little more professional when I'm walking into a an account. And, man, I'll tell you, I go in someplace out here in the country for lunch, and, boy, I just get a side eye from the country guys. <laughs> not to be that person, but are you sure that it's the polo and maybe not other things? I mean, we are talking about the South. I 
do not look like I am from the South. I do not look like I'm from East Texas. I do look like I would come here and try to fucking run the mob in your little town, though. Um, <laughs> I do know what I look like. I know. And my wife tells me all the time. She's like, so-and-so asked me if you were like a mob guy. I'm like, I'm not even fucking Italian. I mean. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I run the media. I'm a fucking Jewish mob. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Well, that's what I was alluding to, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me. That's me, yeah. But um, once they hear me start talking and I'm, you know, I'm very nice to the waitresses and this and that or the waiters, they sort of stop looking at me. Man, me and my wife went to a place yesterday that was just the back porch barbecue. Okay. And boy, there were four hardworking blue collar guys and they got to look at me and they wouldn't stop looking at me for about the first four, four or five minutes I was there. They're like, is this boy going to, is he going to do something? I feel bad. I feel bad for my wife because she, she looks like she belongs here. She sounds like she belongs here. My wife is very Southern, very East Texas. She grew up out here. She grew up 30 minutes from, from where we're at right now. So, But uh, anyway, I guess enough about me and my bullshit. But um, I am going to drop some memorabilia behind me. I didn't realize how much wrestling memorabilia I had until I moved. Yep. I really didn't. I've got more stuff than I thought. So I'm going to get it all up here behind me. I've got fucking... I think the one that I always question is um, this one here, though. Uh, I always question the old Chris Benoit one. Both <laughs> mm-hmm. like not included, okay. Uh, w- w- yeah, weight set not included also. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a ladder, which is a little creepy. But... I've got this one. I know it looks dirty. It is. I'm going to clean all this stuff. But I mean, there's some good stuff I've got, man. And I just didn't realize it. I mean, I've got a couple of the cheap belts, but I do have this. Now, my brother-in-law bought me this, and he's 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 not happy. I haven't taken it out of the box, but I, I think I explained why. It's this okay, little... You plug this bad boy into the TV, and you can play uh, WrestleMania Steel Cage Challenge. Okay. You just plug it into the TV. Plug and play. It is pretty badass. I haven't taken it out of the box. I don't want to take it out of the box. My kids have begged me to take it out of the box. I just can't do it. And I mean, it even says here, he got it at Dollar General. It's not like he probably spent a pretty penny on it. But, you know, stuff like this in the box. But, I mean, you can play as as you saw Macho Man, Undertaker, Razor Ramon. That other guy in pink, uh, the, 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 the Canadian guy who's very boring. Rick Martin? No. Uh, oh, Bret Hart. Uh, no, I was going to say, which is not an endorsement of me thinking that he is boring. I don't, I don't support that. The Bret Hart uh, thing I don't care about, but I'm not going to, I wasn't trying to willfully slander Rick Martel. And of course, and of course, my prized possession, my, my Nikki Bella action figure. How did you end up with that? The wife 
my wife told someone I, 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 I liked wrestling and I had a few action figures. Oh, wait, that's backwards. Hold on. There we go. That should look a little better. <laughs> her ass was... I had her... Wow. Well, you know how they do that little. Explain how she got high. You know how they do that little dance twist. (laughs) But yeah, I have a Nikki Bella. Nikki Bella action. There you go, smart. Stop it now. Stop it now. Um, Yeah, my wife told someone I was a wrestling fan, and I ended up with a Nikki Bella and Goldberg. I got the Goldberg down here too, but I just wanted to show that i guess but yeah that should be uh that's pretty interesting though that uh that i've got all that but i've got way more that i didn't even know i had so i'll get all that put up behind me get the show looking fucking good for once and i'm in the next week or two i'd say starting march i am gonna bring back old hollywood hangout now that i don't have to kick anybody out of the room now that i don't have to do anything like that it'll be a little easier for me to come in here sit down do a show i got my own office i got my own room i was in here way too long today during work but um i'm fucking loving it out here man i'm loving the house so anyway sounds good to hear Oh, appreciate that. There's a few things I guess we need to get into, folks. I need to grab what Mark sent me. How do I get back to that little screen there with you? Hold on here. Oh, there we go. I got it. All right. So we'll figure that out in a minute. Oh, this is how I get it. Okay, yes. And you know what? I do have uh I did want to talk about that anyway, Smart. Thank you for sending that one. But um we do have a few things to get into tonight, folks, which obviously we are going to get into. Why don't we go ahead and start getting into a few things right now? And folks, yesterday was obviously Valentine's Day. Obviously, it was Valentine's Day. Um and uh, you know what? I can give me one sec, folks. I can minimize OBS. And get a little bit of room for myself here and be able to see because my fucking eyes. I'm getting older and blinder every day. Oop, what else my wife sending me here? Oop. Sliced beef shoulder. No, I don't want that. That's like halal food. (laughs) (laughs) Yesterday was Valentine's Day, folks. I hope you guys, uh, hope everybody had a wonderful Valentine's Day spending it with your significant other, wife, Girlfriend, whatever, both, some people, Rob Van Dam, lucky man, lucky mm-hmm. man. But folks, Tony Khan, since AEW Dynamite happened yesterday, Tony Khan decided to go ahead and give us a nice Valentine's Day poem. Roses are red, violets are blue. If you love wrestling, I appreciate you. That was beautiful. That was fucking beautiful. It's a huge Wednesday. Hashtag AEW Dynamite. Enjoy your Valentine's Day and watch AEW on TBS tonight. <sighs> the, perfect, the perfect way to solidify the fact that you'll be spending the next Valentine's Day by yourself. <laughs> oh, boy, Smart. Anyway, um, all right. Uh, 
Oh, shit. I just realized when I share my screen, I can only share with you. So it's not going to show up on the screen. So whatever. We may put this on YouTube. We may not. Anyway, we're, we're recording it. So who gives a shite? Right, Mark? Mm-hmm. I do know my next thing to get in this room is a ceiling fan because I am sweating. Let me ask you something. If I, if I do this, can you hear that? No, no, I cannot. You cannot hear that fan? Okay. No, I, don't. I have a tiny little camping fan beside me. And it, oh my God. Jesus Christ. I think I might have just got a boner. Um, but Smart, what did you think of that poem? Are you, are you moved? Are you touched? <laughs> In so many words, yes. You want me to read it again? You okay? You want me to read it again? No? Huh? Mm-hmm. Slower? Faster? Deeper. I mean, <laughs> who could inspire for more on Valentine's Day to be touched by Tony Khan? Oh, that's right, Smark. Who else? Mm-hmm. A nice, long, awkward hug at a press conference, perhaps. Mm. Certainly Tony Khan is Vince McMahon. So good. Oh, yeah, so good. Do you remember? Because it, it was like I, it was one of the Forbidden Door shows. I don't know if it was last year or the year before, but he had like an eight-minute hug with Okada, and Okada just sort of stared off into the void, just confused and slightly frightened. Well, not many. I mean, wrestling is kind of a macho thing, and you wouldn't expect a lot of wrestling guys to really want to be hugged. But you know, you just mentioned Forbidden Doors, Mark. Let's jump around a little bit. Tony Khan did actually announce. And it has been announced that there will be a Forbidden Door 3 coming up. And I can get all these websites back to where I can read them. Um, He definitely confirmed there will be. And he wants CMLL to be involved. Um, So when he was at a press conference with... uh, He was on Sports Grid. Not a press conference, an interview. Again, if you have a podcast, Tony Khan will come on. I think mm-hmm. I think we should try it. for next week. We should give it a shot. Actually, mm-hmm. dude, that would be I would love to have that man on here. I really would. I would I would I would like to pick his brain about some really fucking crazy things. Nothing he can't answer cuz I know what he does when he I mean Good. I can make him an offer, but it's just a matter of will he realize it's sugar before or after? I mean, no one's saying I can't get the real thing. That's all I'm saying. Fair enough. That's all I'm saying. I mean, if if, if it's got to happen, it's got to happen. What I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. Uh, But he was on the uh, sports grid, asked whether we could see uh, the Forbidden Door 3. His answer, 100% yes. Tony Khan said, I definitely want CMLL involved in in practically anything we do. They're such a great partner already. It's been great. It's our first year of the partnership, and we've been able to do some really exciting things working with them and very excited to bring the CMLL wrestlers to Las Vegas this weekend for AEW Collision. So there you go. They're going to be more in collision now. Um. Tony Khan is looking to partner with anyone he can, anytime, 
anywhere. It's, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying it's a little odd that he's so quick to jump into partnerships with people. I mean, listen, I get it, but in my opinion, if you're running this, 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 this may not make too much sense, but it might, but it might. If you're running a company and you're a startup, which let's face it, for the first few years, you are a startup company. AEW, I would still call a startup company. If you're running a startup company, the best thing you can do in your first like seven to 10 years is concentrate on your business, your company. Don't try to complicate. Don't try to bring people in. Don't try to do things that will mess with the natural harmony of the company progressing. Make sense? Yeah. Not sure if I'm explaining this well or not, but I think the best thing he could have done is just keep running his company. The partnership with TNA was so one-sided, it made them, it really made both companies look foolish, in my opinion. That never should have happened. I get COVID. I give them a pass because, because of COVID. But now, I just think the best thing he could do is run his own company. I, again, I understand having these little things for certain pay-per-views, but in anything we do, he wants CMLL guys. Dude, you have a roster. Problem of, with that? No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was gonna say. I think the problem with that is it's a matter of like if you're going to commit to using the guys, the guys have to be available for you for at least like a month or two. And I'm talking about like you know reoccurring TV roles, like they did. I think a week or two ago they did the six men where it was CMLL and AEW we're talking about, and they had a little, like, pull-apart brawl at the end, but then there was nothing this week. So, like, if you're going to get into a partnership and you're going to use the talent, you've got to use them for at least, like I said, a month or two because you already have so many people on your roster, and you're also juggling, like, integrating, like, the Ring of Honor guys in there from time to time, too. So, I mean, there's, there, there's already, as it is, there is not enough opportunities for everybody that they have and everybody that they want to push, even the people that they want to push or put on the back burner every so often, every couple of weeks. So it's like incorporating more people may not always be the best idea. Dude, you just said exactly what, what I was about to say. You just literally took the words right out of my mouth. This guy's got a fucking bloated roster. He's got guys that people complain are not on TV. He's got guys that people complain all the time. Miro, my God, is regulated a fucking collision and fucking rampage. I mean, people want to see Miro. People complain that Miro's mm-hmm. not on TV. But what does he do? Nah, I'll put him on when I feel like it. I just, I, there's a lot of guys, As you, like I said, you took the word right out of my mouth. He's got a ton of guys on that roster he could be concentrating on and using, and he's not. And he's just not, but he wants to bring in more people? Dude. Dude, you're becoming WWE. Slow down. Slow down. Just slow down. 
That's why I made a joke a few weeks ago when I was like, Jesus Christ, Tony Khan, fucking stop getting on the internet and go fucking hire somebody. I was kidding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it was a joke. <laughs> I didn't really mean go hire someone. Jesus, you can see the mess on my floor behind me. Here we go. There you go. Look in my eyes. We've been using this room for kind of... This room has been kind of the, uh, okay, just throw it in the office. Get it out of there. Get it out of here. Get it out of here. Get it out of here. But uh, next week I got to clean out here. But I'll tell you, man. It's like the work around here never fucking stops. You know, I thought two acres was going to be easy, but Jesus. Then my son took the fucking trash out the other day and bent my fucking aluminum gate. I'm so pissed. They're not that. They're not that expensive. They're a couple hundred bucks, but that's not the fucking point. I'm going to try to fix it without. uh, My wife spent 25 bucks on something I believe might fix it. So I'm going to go out there and try to fix it this weekend. But she's got so much to do around here, man. And it's like, you know, uh, so much to do. So much to do, Smart. But anyway. So much to do, so much to see. So what's wrong with taking the back street? I don't know, man. But anyway, we uh I I I it looks like we completely agree on this Tony Khan thing. The fact that bring in CML LL good idea every now and then, but to bring those guys in and have them on your roster, it's defeating the the, the point of your roster. <sighs> craziness, Mark. Absolute fucking craziness. But uh, Forbidden Door 3 has been confirmed. Don't know when, don't know where, but um, there will be a Forbidden Door 3 coming up. So there you go, folks. I just figured since we were talking about nice. it, might as well fucking go ahead and join on right there. So, mm-hmm. now, Tony Khan, we just talked about him hiring people, but... This is a little bit different. Um, WrestleZone and a few others have reported that Rocky Romero has been brought in as an employee in the front office of AEW. Um, It hasn't been exactly narrowed down what his role is going to be in the front office. But it says he has played a key role in the backstage of a couple of companies. New Japan is one of those companies. So uh, Sean Ross Sapp actually um, confirmed it with, uh, with everyone. So, you know, he tweeted it. And believe it or not, there were a lot of people that were very happy to see Rocky Romero as a part of the front office. They think he's going to be a very viable part up there. Um, Again, it doesn't really say what his role is, Mark. But uh, I guess we'll all, we'll uh, we'll find out. But... Indeed, indeed. Now, I don't know if this means retirement. In AEW, it probably doesn't, because you can do office work and still be a talent as we saw last night with uh, Matthew and Nicholas, the young bucks, mm-hmm. or just the bucks. They do not look young anymore. 
So don't know what he's going to be doing, but um, listen, it looks like he's made another kind of jump to solidify a little bit more of his future. And I say good for Rocky Romero. I mean, he doesn't really wrestle all that much these days anyway. Like every now and again, he'll show up on like a rampage or occasionally collision or whatever. But more often than not, he's kind of just a liaison between like New Japan and AEW. And I think he does a little bit of stuff with like TNA too. But for the most part, not like super active competitor. How old is Rocky Romero right now? Let's uh, let me check that out here. I got the internet pulled up. Age. Uh, he's been on the scene since at least like early 2000 so he's got to be at least 40 something 41 exactly 41 years old so not that old um listen this is when they were hitting their prime in wrestling so i don't know i guess we'll see maybe he's going to uh kind of tone down after this maybe he's but you're right he doesn't wrestle all that much anyway so um Maybe he's just trying to secure a little bit while he's not wrestling or whatever. Whatever he's doing, I say good luck and good move. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll find out what his uh, his role will be in the next few months. But thought we'd mention it, and uh, there it is. Now, Smark, speak, yes. speaking of people being hired, being fired, leaving... Coming back. 411 Mania and a bunch of outlets today were reporting that QT Marshall is reportedly returning to AEW in the same role he just left. A lot of people are saying, oh, I guess he went out, couldn't find a job, so he decided to crawl back. I don't like the guy, but I think that's a little mean. I think that's a little... I think that's a little presumptuous. Um, Maybe they realized they made a mistake. Maybe AEW realized they made a mistake. Maybe QT Marshall, who was the one who decided to leave, realized he made a mistake. Look, whether I like the guy or not, it's got nothing to do. I, I just thought that people jumping the, to the conclusion that, oh, this guy fucking sucks in the ring, so nobody fucking wanted him, is a little fucking overboard. The guy does more backstage than a lot of us know. I don't, according to the talent, he's very well liked and does a great job backstage. I don't need to like him up front in the fucking ring on the television for him to do a good job backstage, so it doesn't matter. I just thought it was a little weird that everyone jumped to the same conclusion that he went out, looked for work, couldn't find it, and came back. What's it been? Has it been a month? I don't think. Sorry, I think about a month, maybe two, but yeah, not super long. He could have taken a fucking month off. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. I just find it weird that when people just fucking hate a guy for any fucking reason, whether they like him on TV or off TV, it's just they immediately jump to the worst case scenario. Oh, this fucking loser couldn't find a job. He's crawling back. Eh, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Smark. What do you think? You think you think that's what happened? I mean, like, 
obviously he's not all that good on television, but I know it doesn't hurt my feelings if he has a gainful employment or not. Like I'm not tripping out about it. It's good for him if he can find, you know, a role in the backstage or whatever. I, I really wouldn't want to see him on TV again. But, you know, if he's helping out in the bag doing whatever it is that he does back there, and we don't really know for sure what it is that he does or doesn't do backstage. But, hey, if he's getting money, good for him. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, that's definitely true. But, I mean... I'm just saying, to jump to the conclusion the guy went looking and then decided to crawl back is a little fucked up. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think he came crawling back exactly on you know hands and knees begging for a job or whatever. They probably just say, hey, you want to come back? and come back. Whatever. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I... I didn't want to spend much time on it. Again, I'm not a big fan of the guy on TV, but fair is fair in my opinion. I mean, Jesus Christ, let's not jump all over the fucking guy because you don't like him. But um, actually, I got an idea. Come to think of it, oh, think about it. Okay, because okay, people people like the like the butcher and the Matt Menard tag team, mm-hmm. but they both already have tag team partners. So what you do? I don't know what this does for Parker. I haven't figured that far ahead. But you put Menard and the butcher back together. You put the Blade and QT Marshall together, and it's just a tag team whose gimmick is based on the fact that they just do, cannot accept the fact that they're going bald. Just male pattern bald in this tag team, and we just hate everybody. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think I could hate Matt Menard. Well, I mean, this doesn't have anything to do with Matt Menard exactly. You put him with Butcher, that they're doing fine. But I'm talking about QT Marshall and Blade together as a tag team. Yeah, they're trying. Hate club for men, like hair club for men. I don't know. They already did hate club in CZW, but that's about the best I can think of right now. Ooh, they could call themselves comb over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a first. Come on, we're trying to be original now in 2024. Comb over. I fucking love it. I like it. I like it. Fuck yeah, dude. Down. I'm down. Um... Folks, if you aren't getting enough of Dark Side of the Ring, well, guess what? Smart Dark Side of the Ring now has a podcast, a weekly series podcast. Interesting. Very interesting, but um, yeah. They actually do have a podcast now. The uh, legendary, as uh, Vice's website puts it, the legendary Vice documentary (laughs) now has a weekly series going deeper into wrestling's backstage controversies, mysterious deaths, and unsolved murders. Um, So basically they talk about that. Basically what it's going to do is every Wednesday it's going to drop as they say, and um, you'll be able to listen to it. So if you like the dark side of the ring, I know there's kind of a split on whether people like it or don't like it. Some people hate it. Some people love it. Um, But if you need more dark side of the ring, this is going to um, start on the 5th of March at 10 p.m., uh, oh, I'm sorry. Season five of Ring of uh, Dark Side of the Ring starts on uh, the fifth of March at 10 p.m. 
this podcast will be starting. I mean, it's it, it's out. February thirteenth was their first um, podcast, and it was on New Jack. Hmm. You want to play some? Sure, sure. I mean, we're probably going to be audio only for this, so this is why I want to go back to audio only. All right, let's see. Let's play some. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play. I'm, I'm, I'm hitting play, folks. I got the mic. I said, we defending our belts tonight. I said, well, unfortunately, we only got one belt. This is obviously New Jack talking. I said, because I pawned my belt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. All right, let's, um, I'm going to mute their intro if you don't mind. But I'll get back to it in a minute, folks. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try to skip forward a little bit here. Let's get a little bit into this. can't skip forward oh they want you to listen to this oh yes i can hold on all right i skipped forward let me unmute before his untimely death sat for the dark side cameras for the xpw episode that took place uh, a bit further down well the archives uh, they yearn to be free so let us get to it um so the voice you heard at the very top of the show that of course is that of new jack a wrestler most famous for his ultra-violent weapons swinging and balcony diving matches and the hardcore ECW promotion in the late 90s. JP, what was your sense of New Jack coming in, and now what's your take on this guy after taking in Dark Side of the Rings treatment? My familiarity with New Jack was really about reputation. I don't think... Dude, that sounds like it's recorded. That sounds like he recorded the question after he got the answer. Am I crazy? Listen to the, it's possible. The audio is completely different. W promotion in the late 90s. Hold on. JP, what was your sense of New Jack coming in, and now what's your take on this guy after taking in Dark Side of the Rings treatment? My familiarity with New Jack was really about reputation. I don't think, well, maybe I've seen one or two matches because of the lapsed fan, but other than that, I, I really just knew who he was by what I heard that he'd done. So he had that kind of reputation, you know, but after watching the episode. All right. This guy just has way better audio or he's in a better room. I lied. I apologize, folks. All right. Doesn't sound too bad. Doesn't sound too bad. Mm-hmm. So if you guys like the dark side of the ring, you want more. Give me more. Feed me more. That f- fucking attention whore. Um, you guys can check it out. Dark Side of the Ring podcast. Go ahead, check it out. First episode is obviously, like I just said, on New Jack. So if y'all want to listen, get on over there and download it, folks. It's on all the usual, the the, uh, popular podcast platforms. And uh, there you go, folks. Thought I'd mention it. I'm looking forward to, like you said, the new, the new season of the show is coming in March. They got a whole, they already, uh, they put out a trailer two weeks ago. They already have everybody that they're doing. They have Chris Adams, Sensational Sherry, Terry Gordy, local guy, Black Saturday, Chris Colt. I don't know who either of those are, to be honest. Sandman. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now, this one's the one I'm most interested in is Earthquake. 
Harley Race, Buff Bagwell, Brutus Beefcake. I'm curious about the Earthquake one because I don't really remember. And I guess it's their job to tell me. But, like, what was, where was the controversy with Earthquake? Like, yeah, there was an incident, like, in Japan where somebody tried to shoot on him and he beat their ass. But that wasn't really enough to do, like, a whole hour long episode on There was that and there was Shockmaster. He was Shockmaster. Yeah, Shockmaster. Mm hmm. Fred Ottman, yeah. No, no, that wasn't him. That was. No, uh, no, 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 no. That was. Uh, that was Tugboat. Tugboat. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry. I apologize. You're right. What? He was Golga in uh, Oddities. What? I guess we'll... I don't really watch him. But, yeah. I guess we'll have to check that one out. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Watch him. They're pretty good. The, 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 the Marty Jannetty one was interesting. Well, that one already... Didn't we get the Marty Jannetty one last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just saying, because you said you, you don't watch them, and I was just saying I, I, that I watched them, and that the Marty Jannetty one was interesting. That well, was last season. The fact that Marty Jannetty, <coughs> excuse me, the mm-hmm. fact that Marty Jannetty was promoting the Marty Jannetty one made me not want to watch it. I don't know why. <laughs> well, I think, the well, the, the, sort of the highlight spoilers, I guess, it's on Hulu if anybody wants to watch it, but... Um, the highlight of the Marty Jannetty one was El Snow confirming that he honestly believes that Marty Jannetty killed that guy. So, I mean, take that for whatever it's worth. I mean, I don't know how much you trust what El Snow says, but... I mean, it's El Snow. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's El Snow. But, anyway, what you gonna do when El Snow gives head mm-hmm. to you? What, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do when El Snow gives head to you? I don't know. That's a good question. That's a good question. <sighs> kind of a scary question, to be honest with you, Mark. Um, anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, you know what, Smark? Let's go ahead and get into yours. Um, I actually had that video to play that um, you were going to talk about. So why don't we get into yours a little bit real quick? Um, I don't see the reason to play it now because we are not on YouTube. So go ahead, though. Go ahead and talk about it, man. All right. Well, it's from the old observer. Jeff Hardy has suffered a broken nose. Hardy wrestled Sammy Guevara last night in a match taped for Friday's episode of AEW Rampage. During the match, Guevara came off the top with a shooting star press, and his left leg hit Hardy's head. It's a lot of alliteration there. Mm. When he landed, Hardy finished the match, but appeared dazed after. According to live reports, well, I mean, Jeff Hardy appearing dazed was kind of commonplace. Our own Brian Alvarez is reporting that Hardy's nose was broken on the move, but did not suffer a concussion. Quote, the word from within AEW is Jeff Hardy suffered a broken nose last night, but did not, but not a concussion. Okay, got to love the redundancy in that. (laughs) (laughs) This week's episode of AEW Rampage will air at 7 p.m. Eastern time due to TNA's coverage of the NBA All-Star Weekend. There you go. Uh, this uh, this article was written by Ian two times. Two times. <laughs> He's uh, he doesn't have a concussion. Doesn't have a concussion. Uh, okay. <laughs> I love that they couldn't have just like said they couldn't have just fucking put the quote there and then attributed it to Alfred. So he had to say it twice. 
You literally could have said the word from AEW and Brian Alvarez is that Jeff Hardy suffered a broken nose last night, but not a concussion. Done. You know what? You know what this is that they pay Buddy by word count. He's doing the shit that he used to do in school when you would have to write like a five paragraph essay, and you're just like, in conclusion, I conclude that the conclusion of this is that that this is a really, 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 really good story. You really, really, really need to listen. Mm-hmm. You know, I. I People get paid to write these things. I just want to point that out. Okay. Anyway. I mean, even writing this, you would think, this is very repetitive. Maybe I should trim this down. Um, I mean, I fixed it in two seconds. Mm-hmm. And took a whole... That's the thing is... Yeah. No, go ahead. No, as I said, that's the thing that we've noticed, like, reading these out loud, is that they do not have an editor of any kind. There's all kinds... There, there'll be the occasional typo. There'll be the occasional, like grammatical faux pas and like even like just very obvious ones not even something that you have to be like a fucking grammar teacher to catch it's just basic syntax and things like that it's just they don't nobody proofreads this shit and it's funny because it's like people pay for like the newsletter and for membership and shit but dude they don't care if you go to the review tab in microsoft word you can review for spelling grammar and everything I'm just saying. This is true. Just saying. Might not pick this up as repetitive, not redundant bullshit, but anyway, I did see this. Um, it was all over the fucking Facebook today. I'm just picturing Dave Meltzer just like writing up a report. I know we said it was Ian Carey, but I'm picturing like Dave Meltzer writing up a report, and then like to the right side of the screen, it's old Bonzo, but he just chilled. <laughs> Uh, fucking awful writing. Anyway, um, I did see this. Jeff Hardy's lucky he didn't get a concussion. Um, it was the, the... He did the move, and Jeff Hardy was supposed to get his knees up, I guess. And Guevara just, mm-hmm. just just landed wrong. It was no one's fault. It was just a... just a This ain't ballet kind of thing. And uh, just landed wrong. Need him in the face. Jeff Hardy immediately went to the fetal position, literally. And uh, it looked bad, but um, you never really... The videos I saw, you never really saw Jeff Hardy afterwards. I guess we'll see if they play it on Rampage tomorrow night. Mm -hmm. I guess we'll find out, but... um, Imagine if all the risk that he's taken throughout his career... And whether or not it was worth it to do this spot or that spot. Imagine getting your fucking nose broken on a show that nobody is going to watch. Oh, my God. Dude, he threw himself off of a fucking cage on TNA for, like, fucking 100,000 viewers. So Jeff Hardy understands what he's doing. Fair enough. That's a good point. Yes, okay. I'm sorry. I'm watching the clip from YouTube. Hardy got his knees up, but just Guevara just landed plumb on his face. Yeah, Guevara just got that left knee in the wrong spot. It's it. I mm-hmm. mean, I mean, it 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 might have even been the fact when Jeff Hardy put his knees up, it made Guevara turn when he landed. Anything's possible, man. I'm not blaming anybody here. This was, in my opinion, this looks like ju- this was just an accident, plain and simple. 
Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> a lot of people were immediately again Guevara, oh, fucking Guevara doing his flippy flippy. And I'm like, Jeff Hardy was like the king of the flippy flippy. Fuck off. I mean, <laughs> can we stop with the it's fucking, true. stop the hate with the flippy flippy. But anyway, yeah, it is yeah. pretty, uh, Jeff Hardy with one more off of the bump card. <laughs> yeah, punch one more hole in that motherfucker. Punch one more yeah, hole. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it was a total accident. I, I don't like Sammy either, but like, yeah, not much you can do. Because like, I, again, I watched it, and he, he landed. Like, his chest hit Hardy's knees, but then his, like, Sammy's, like, left knee or right knee, mm-hmm. right in the face. But nothing you could do. Yeah, nothing. And you know, it sucks. I had another video to play, too. Um, that was, I guess, did you know Braun Strowman does arm wrestling? I do know. I didn't know either. He, I guess I can play this for, unfortunately, just for you. Um, hold on a second here, some more. It doesn't need audio, so but I can play it for you here. Now, this was a video of Braun Strowman, who was acting all tough. And, dude, he looks fucking roided to the gills here. And they do call him a former pro wrestler. Um, He was fucking with a guy in arm wrestling that he thought he was going to fucking beat easily. Turns out the guy is a fucking, like, world champion arm wrestler. And is literally laughing, at one point laughing, at Braun Strowman. <laughs> it's fucking, it's really, it's kind of, it's pretty good, actually. Let me see if I can fucking do this here. Let me see if I can share this video. But, again, I didn't know he did this. So it was kind of cool to just see it. All right, you should be able to see VLC now, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So here you go. He's You see him pushing this guy. Oh, acting tough, taunting him. This gentleman is named Devin Larat. Okay? And he is an absolute beast in fucking arm wrestling. So Braun is acting all tough, and he thought he was going to kill this fucking guy. Right? And you see this guy's laughing at him. Already he's laughing. Braun is over there like Well <laughs> It didn't end well for Braun, I can tell you that. It's five minutes. I'm not gonna play the whole five minutes. I'm gonna move it up a little bit though. Just to I mean look at this. These guys are in this little arm wrestling and this guy's look at him. The guy arm wrestling Braun. Now Braun Strowman's not a little guy, and I don't know yeah. where. And 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 I'm not quite sure what Cowboy Kurt Angle is doing in the background, but it's not really Kurt Angle. But man, I'll tell you, this guy brutally. Look, he's laughing at him. He's look at me, motherfucker. I'm laughing at you. <laughs> he beat him. They released once, and then this guy did beat him. And Braun flipped the fuck out. 
Braun flipped the fuck out, but I get he's uh, this even calls him Adam Shear. But yeah, mm-hmm. I thought this I, th- this came up on some. I don't know how I get the videos I get, but look, easily beat the guy, and it was a good one. This was a good match, man. But yeah, this is uh, this just came up on my timeline. And I'm like, I want to watch this. And then I'm like, this is fucking amazing. I never knew he did this. But uh, he didn't last. He didn't last against this fucking beast of a man who is just an arm wrestling fucking champion. So there you go. There you go. I don't know when this was. Wait, hold on. There's a sign behind him that says the date but I can't ever see the allegedly according to comments they were saying it was 2021 I'm not sure 2021 true. there I you go just, I host- saw a yep. comment that said it was 2021 yep I just saw it it was 2021 I just thought this was a fucking we- a crazy little fucking video to see pop up on my timeline and no and the, all the people are commenting and they're like look at this doofus look at this douchebag and I'm like no one knows who this fucking guy is it's like no one knew who he was. No one in the arm wrestling. What a fitting fate. No one in the arm wrestling world knew who the guy was. Like I, I know, after a while, you have to get over shit. You can't just like keep punishing somebody for one thing that they did or said, just over and over again for like time and continuum. But at the same time, after what he said about like independent wrestlers during the pandemic, just straight up fuck them. Like, I do not feel sorry about anything that has happened to him since it all seems like karma. Of uh-huh. like, he's sitting here like in a position where he only really got a contract because of how fucking massive he is. Sitting there, sitting, like telling the independent guys, "I'm just going to get better. Yeah, become become a real superstar like me, <laughs> a fucking ring veteran." It's like, get the fuck out of here. And then, like, shortly thereafter, like everything went to shit for him. And it's like, well, that's karma for you. Yeah. It is. It is, man. But now 2021, that would have been before he came back to WWE. Mm-hmm. Yep. So this was in between his little run. And man, he looks fucking jacked to the gills there, too. But the other guy, I don't think they, uh, I don't think they, uh, test in the, uh, in the arm wrestling world. For anything, I don't know. They may, they may have a some some sort of wellness policy, but I don't know. I don't know. I've never really delved deep into that world, Smart. I don't know if you have. You know? I watched a, a documentary about it once called Over the Top. It's pretty interesting. <laughs> Thank you. I believe Terry Funk was in that documentary, sir. Mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. That's I, another thing we didn't know Terry Funk arm wrestled. I believe Terry Funk was in that documentary, sir. <laughs> in between, in between his time being a wrestler and bouncer, Terry Funk found some time to be an arm wrestler. Man well, had many jobs, wore many hats. Listen, Stallone was a truck driver in that one. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it just, uh, it just worked. It just worked. Um, Fucking beautiful. Fucking documentary <laughs> called Over the Top. <laughs> I 
by the way, since that was like a long time ago, um, the... that guy mentioned that he made comments about uh, independent wrestlers and stuff. And it's a, I found the Forbes article about it in response to AW star Evil Uno encouraging fans and followers to support those in need within the industry. Strowman posted the following. This was like in regards to like you know, supporting their Patreons and OnlyFans and shit like that. Quote, here we go with more of the somebody pay for my bills stuff. If you can't afford to pay your bills, maybe you should change professions. That's why I quit Strongman. I loved it, but I couldn't afford to live. So instead of making a GoFundMe or Patreon, waiting, wanting someone else to take care of me, I went out and worked harder than I ever have in my life. That doesn't mean anything to get where I am. Whatever happened to being accountable for your own actions, said the man who shortly thereafter was released and wrestled for fucking control the narrative and then came back and got injured and now is not a wrestler anymore yeah if uh if you remember when we talked about this this was actually this was way back this was me you anthony days when we talked about this mm -hmm. i went the fuck off on braun Strowman. <laughs> You sure did it was a good 10 <laughs> minutes of just oh go fuck yourself i went the fuck off on a matter of fact i interrupted you guys a couple times to keep going off on broad Strowman mm -hmm. for that and you just lay back and just let you go for it it was great yeah it was uh it, it, it's in the archives folks if you want to check it out it's on anchor somewhere i don't know mm -hmm. when it was but if you look up when he made the comment it was that week but wow yeah i I thought that was absolutely bullshit. And like I said back then, not everybody is fucking six foot five, fucking 300 plus pounds and has the ability you do to go out and work hard, do this, blah, blah, blah. Shut the fuck up, you fucking redneck. Sorry. Well, the article is from March 20th, 2020. So we're looking at probably about two to three weeks into the pandemic when he started slandering people for not knowing how to get to support themselves now that independent wrestling shows had gotten canceled. That wow, you're right. Just into the fucking pandemic, man. Holy shit. Strange mm -hmm. times, man. Strange times, my man. But um all right. Well, anyway, as we said, fuck him. Mm -hmm. But I thought that was just Absolutely. A, I thought that was just a strange video to show up in my timeline. It had nothing to do I mean nothing I mean, really really didn't have much to do with anything, and I don't watch arm wrestling on my timeline but that video showed up yesterday and i'm like i want to talk about this i was hoping we were going to be able to do video but like i said we'll work that out another day um but anyway let's go ahead we've only got a honestly we've only got a few, couple more things to get into so now for you aew fight forever fans smart mm -hmm. AEW Fight Forever, the video game, obviously, by AEW. Now, they keep promoting, like, new generations of this game, new this, new that. And basically, what is uh, happening here is they keep doing different things, and they keep adding things, and they just added a Season 3 DLC to the game. You got a few things with it, folks. First of all, you can get three new wrestlers. Um, Claudio Castagnoli, Jamie Hayter, and one they were going to have to put in one way or the other because he is fucking mega over. 
and that is Swerve Strickland. Mm-hmm. So I got a feeling that's going to be a character everyone's going to be fucking downloading right there. Um, so there you go. You got three more characters. Plus, you've got a new outdoor beach arena that transforms from day to night, providing a unique setting for your matches. So there you go, folks. Nice. If you're into the game, I got to be honest, I'm a little... When I read this article and saw Swerve's name, I was like, he wasn't already in the fucking game? Mm-hmm. But... I guess he did get there maybe a little bit late for that. But I think they were going to have to put that guy in. I mean, he is so over. And, um, I mean, I guess we could just jump, you know, just jump around tonight since we're fucking doing it anyway. And, I mean, you know, he during that promo when it was him and Joe and um, uh, Hangman TA, I'm sorry, Hangman Page, I got him mixed up. He looks like fucking trying to look like Magnum TA and I, I'm, I'm getting confused. Uh, he was fucking, he was the only, he was the only one they gave a shit about talking Joe. They were pretty into, but man, when Swerve fucking spoke, that crowd reacted. Mm-hmm. They were fucking finishing his sentences basically. So that man is fucking over. And they were going to have to put him in the game anyway. I'm surprised it took this long for them. So I would say we are definitely looking at uh, 2024 being the uh, a year for Swerve Strickland to definitely make some moves. And um, let's just hope he stays healthy and can continue to do it. But, uh, yeah, if you're a fan of the AEW Fight Forever game, there you go. Got some more characters. I keep going back and forth whether I want to go ahead and get this or not. There's a GameStop not far from me. I keep thinking I want to go in and get it. Then I keep seeing people bitch about it, but then I keep seeing people go, it's not as bad as everyone says. What I need to do is jump on YouTube and look at a little more gameplay and uh, go from there. Um, You also, folks, are getting 11 new music tracks 33 new move animations and um, 42 new customization options. So you're getting a lot with this DLC. But when you look at... I mean, all right, here, smart. Let me show you this little picture here. Hold on a second. Mm-hmm. I hate that I'm just sharing with you, but... Sorry, folks. I want to show smart this. You can see the graphics on games in 2024, and then you see that. What does that right. look? I mean, if you look at 2K24 coming out and see the graphics, and then you see these pictures here that look like fucking. Let me just say one thing: they're very smooth, they're very clear, but they're also very. Jesus Christ, 2002. I feel like they made that decision like on purpose. I feel like they kind of went for a specific art style with that. They try to make it a little bit less realistic, a little bit more to like kind of match like an arcade type feel. That being said, it was not the right choice. (laughs) (laughs) 
honestly because i mean it just it looks like shit like they they tried something they tried to do something different than what 2k was doing but it's right just, i think maybe in hopes of avoiding the comparison but it, it's going to be there regardless anyway and it just sort of makes you look like an inferior version i don't know because like i've seen the, the trailers for the 2k thing and like i don't understand how you continue to fuck up the faces so bad though on the 2k games because like did you see i can send it to you i gotta take me a second to find it but if, if you saw the 2k the new one that's coming out their rendering of bailey's face is fucking horrifying uh, like she's like she's losing she has like a qt marshall thing going on she's like losing her hair like she herself they posted like the trailer and like she took a screen cap and just wrote help <coughs> like that was a tweet that she put out <laughs> so it's like she could even acknowledge that they just they butchered that poor woman's face but yeah like I don't know, like like you said, the, the graphics, the graphics are not good. It is what it is. I, I think that was kind of a choice. They tried to pick a style and it didn't work for them. Outside of that, I haven't played the game, so I can't say too much, but I feel like they're kind of partially being unfairly dragged in some regards because it's, it's their first attempt. Like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, it doesn't live up to the same standard that 2K has, but like they've been doing... You know, like 2K started as like the the SmackDown series, and then became SmackDown vs. Raw, then it became 2K. Point is, is that they've been doing this shit for like at least two decades at this point. So, like, yeah, it's not going to be as polished as a property that has had multiple decades to sort of fine tune, and even then, in some years, doesn't do a great job with it. Like there was, I think it was like the 2020 version or the or the uh, 2019 version that was just absolutely fucking panned, just universally. but yeah, and like they do the company that like that was responsible for making it, Akai. They they did the uh, No Mercy and they did the Jeff Jam game, so they do have a pedigree. But it was their first year working with this specific property, so it's like maybe when they release the next iteration, if there is another iteration, it's probably going to be better. I mean, this is attempt one. You're, you're basically trying to compare a first attempt to something that's been out for multiple years at this point. It's like not necessarily the fairest thing in the world, but unfortunately those comparisons are going to be there regardless. True. And unfortunately we are in 2024 and people do expect a little more from, from their fucking games. So especially the fucking real video game nerds. I mean, that's kind of a, that's an industry wide problem at this point. Cause now with, you know, as easy as it is to download patches and updates, most companies are releasing fucking just bug-filled, glitchy, terrible like games that need to be polished, and it's it's not even just wrestling games. Like it's the big AAA titles that like people, like Starfield was a big one that came out a couple months ago, and it was like there was kinds of glitches and bugs and just things that were wrong with it. It's just unfortunately that's kind of where we are with video games now. Is they just they put them out and then they fix them later. Yay. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, they, and they expect you to pay like seventy dollars mm-hmm. for something that is not even seventy percent complete. In some, some cases, right? Exactly. So, you know, they've got you so many ways. Um, dude, real quick. Um, I don't know what the fuck is going on out there, but my kids are yelling, my dogs are barking. Can we take a quick minute here? Sure. All right, I can pause. Yeah, I can pause. So if you need to go somewhere, since we're not doing, I stopped the recording on the Skype a while ago. So I can pause the recording. And um, if you need to go pee or something, go ahead. I'm going to go find out what the fuck is going on because it sounds like chaos happening out there. So 
I'll be right back. You lucky folks won't even know we're gone. Be right back, folks. Okay, so found out what was going on. My 11-year-old wanted to say goodnight to the goats and the cat that we obtained. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we uh, when we moved here, I don't know if I mentioned it, but when we, when, we, when, we, when we moved here, there was a cat who two, I mean, two minutes after we first walked in the door, the cat was meowing at the door. So I guess they had fed the cat, but it wasn't their cat, so they left the cat. So we have a cat. I'm not, oh, no. I'm not much of a cat person. So I don't know if you know that or not, but I am not. Uh, me neither. Ooh, it looks like we're, oh, okay. We're looking at, are these the pictures of the um, roster for? This is from Fight Forever. Um, but like, just look, like, look at, look at Punk, look at Cody, look at Kingston. Like, they, they're fucking terrible. Danhausen looks great. Well, yeah, but that's actually, that's not even from the game. That's just from a, like a promotional photo. Oh, okay. Darby Allen looks decent. <laughs> Eddie Kingston. Eddie, really Eddie Kingston looked bad. I'm sorry. My heart is double bumping again. I swear. It's a real It's it's a real thing. Anthony. Oh, Anthony Bowen is the DLC. Uh I'm surprised they had Cash Wheeler get a little uh a little physical the other night last night with uh all the shit going down with him. Jade Cargill doesn't look bad. Jeff Hardy, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Chris Statlander. Yeah, maybe there's a couple of good ones. Silver looks good. Chris Statlander looks like Freddy Krueger. Oh my mm-hmm. god. She looks awful. Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy actually looks younger. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Lance Archer looked like he was one of the fucking Backstreet Boys. Uh, what the fuck did oh, Miro? What the fuck did they do to Miro? Miro looks like he's like he, he was ab- ab- about to be the Hulk, but wasn't. Oh my God! Powerhouse Hobbs looks like he just got out of college. Paul White, mm. dude, that is not Paul White. That is fucking Luke Gallows. Even my fucking lazy eye. That's terrible. Dude, they just took Paul White and Luke Gallows and used the same fucking rendering. I'm telling you now. Scorpio Sky Probably. looks Scorpio Sky looks great. Yeah. Sting was probably easy for them because they've got the makeup. Thunder Rosa looks great. Um, Wardlow. I think this and the one's an actual picture. Oh, that's that's why he looks great. The bunny. People would jerk off to the bunny no matter how she looked. Mm-hmm. Wardlow looks like a fucking bad guy in a Stallone movie. Yeah, but I think he kind of does in real life, too, to be fair. No, Wardlow looks like the kind of guy that's going to come to your party and try to steal your keg in college. Mm-hmm. That's what they've got Wardlow. I thought you were going to say try to... Try to what? I thought you were going to say he's going to try to, like, fucking roofie someone. No. Like, he does kind of have seedy frat boy vibes, just the, looking at him. Not, I'm not accusing him of anything, but just the physical appearance of we were, a person who would. We were, we were both going to the same place. You just took a different street. 
Mm-hmm. He looks like the frat guy that's going to come steal your keg. You think he's the frat guy that's going to do something bad. Could be both. But I don't fucking like the look. I don't fucking... I don't know. I, I, I think they made a huge mistake putting this guy that the crowd was... That they were lucky the crowd was still behind back out there and the crowd was still chanting his name and then y'all make him a fucking heel can we not let the the buyer we back oh hell yeah okay we're back oh yeah dude as soon as i sat down yeah 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 yeah. i'm sorry i said making sure because it's like this is content we can be recording this if we're not so yeah just making sure oh yeah most definitely we're back oh yeah 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 yeah, we've been back since I sat back down. I took the uh, pause off right away. Um, but yeah, um, I I forgot where we were. I know we're talking about Wardlaw. Just Wardlow. The, the look not being great and the way that they've been using him not also being great. Yeah, I, I, I really think it was a mistake. The crowd wanted to love this guy, and now they have to hate him. But you know what? Let's face it. This is a move WWE would also do and see how how he reacted to it. And I guess we'll see. Eventually, this guy is going to become a fucking great baby face again and everyone's going to fucking well, love, love, love him. But they keep fucking with people. But with the him. question is where? Because it's not none of the realm of questions that he pulls a fucking Jay Cargill and just pieces right on up. Because they haven't... I mean, I guess we, we've been jumping around anyway. Might as well just hit his AEW segment, yeah. our Dynamite segment. Sure. They've learned nothing. Because we were talking before about how just like doing multiple squash matches does not really do anything to elevate, at least for AEW people, elevate their profile. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, we, they learned from, they should have learned from Jade because it didn't really do much to help Jade out. And now they're right back to doing it with Wardlow, just having him win a bunch of squash matches. And then whether or not he actually wins a significant match when he has one, if he has one remains to be seen because like that was kind of the problem was like okay yeah he beats local talent or he beats fucking you know whatever john silver or trent Barretta or whatever and then he has a title match and he, he wins the belt loses the belt the next week that kind of shit that's what they were doing with him before so it's like doesn't seem like you learned you're awesome Ooh, yeah yeah it is. sorry i'm getting a uh, amber alert uh, not, no worries man i get more of them out here than i ever got but anyway um. Yeah, I. I just think that they had such a good thing with the guy, and they kept doing like the fucking takeaway. They'd bring him in. They dude. They Dolph Ziggler'd him, and they were mm-hmm. lucky. They were lucky. And I said this when they started bringing him back out. They were lucky. The crowd was still behind the guy, because a lot of people wouldn't have given a fuck anymore. Listen, like I said, they keep doing the same thing with him. It's going to end up being Dolph Ziggler. You keep pushing a guy, pulling a guy back, pushing a guy, pulling a guy back. It's just going to end up being at one point, people are just going to go, I, I I, got nothing to invest. Why would I invest when I know they're not going to invest? Mm-hmm. So I hope they don't do that with him. It doesn't, I don't think they will, but. Fuck, anything's possible, you know? So, I guess we'll see. But, uh, yeah, the, the, I mean, what was that? that? Barrett Brown, a local guy, was the guy's name. 
Um, he actually shows up a lot of times at a uh, a local promotion here, MPX. Mm-hmm. So all those guys were like posting pictures of him, like "Holy shit!" Okay. <laughs> by the by, since you had mentioned, like they're in, they were in Texas uh, yesterday. Yep. And like, I don't know where exactly in Texas they were, but like. The whole like front row section, it felt like it was a fucking fever dream. Like they they had the weirdest motherfuckers were sitting front row at the show last night because it was like it, it felt like the scene in like the Rocky Horror Picture Show where mm-hmm. they they're showing the people that are there for like the fucking the party, like the conventionist, where it's just like a random assortment of like unfuckable weirdos. Because there is the guy with the red, there's a the guy with like the bright red beanie. There was the guy who had like the multiple pairs of sunglasses. I don't know what his thing was. There, like, there was all these like weird, random, like almost to the point where it seemed like there were plants. But it was just like the strangest motherfuckers were sitting front row. Well, first of all, they were in Austin. Uh, actually, they were in Cedar Park. Mm. They were in Cedar Park, which is in mm. Austin, which is a very how do I say this liberal part of Texas. Let's just fucking blurt it out. It's a very liberal part of Texas. But I'll tell you, someone loved that girl with the black hair and the red, the little red fucking leather outfit in the front row. Because they kept showing her. And I'll tell you right now, yeah, dude, I'll raise my fucking hand too. She was fucking smoking. She was fucking smoking hot, man. And the cameraman knew it. He knew it. And, he, and she was... She was on camera most of the fucking night. She was right there on hard cam side. Yeah, that, that seemed like that was like a Tony Khan call. Just like, oh, look, there's a fucking girl there. Show her, show her, show her. <laughs> see, sometimes it happens. Sometimes women show up to these things, too. I see a lot of women there. But she was, she was, she was nice. <laughs> she was like a very uh, nice girl. Girl you would uh, bring home to mama. <laughs> if mama was a rolling stone uh anyway <laughs> anyway showing my age a little bit there folks sorry about that um but anyway let's uh we got a couple more things here um now smark today today wwe um a few months ago, we didn't talk about this, but WWE was in a lawsuit with a company called Panini. You ever heard of them? Mm-hmm. Not the sandwich. Not the sandwich, Mark. Not the sandwich. Not a Panini. <laughs> You're not going to order a Panini. Panini blockchain. Basically, they are a company that does uh, trading cards and things like that. They are very big into that. Um and this is what they do. Well, WWE actually was in a lawsuit with Panini after they tried to terminate their contract. Um, at, well, WWE tried to terminate their contract with the trading card company in, uh, prematurely. Instead... This is when WWE was teaming up with Fanatics. I think we talked about them teaming up with Fanatics. They were trying to get mm-hmm. into that partnership with Fanatics early, but they can't because they were still in, in under contract with Panini. So what they've done 
is they have settled with Panini and are still doing business with them. Uh, they struck up an agreement to have a new venture in the NFT space. They are now part of this little Panini blockchain, and through the blockchain, they will be putting out... Now, they don't call them NFTs. They are calling them digital cards. So basically, digital trading cards um, is what they're putting out. You're going to be able to get these, obviously... Superstar John Cena, Stone Cold, Roman Reigns, Finn Balor, Damian Priest, Rhea Ripley, so on and so forth. Even NXT stars are a part of this. Um, but the Panini platform gives people a place where they can secure and purchase packs of these cards. So basically, that is what WWE is doing. Now... For, they are not calling them NFTs. Now, obviously, we know why WWE does that. They like to brand their stuff. They like to trademark their stuff. They like to come up with new names for things. That is why they are calling them digital whatever they call them. But let's face it. These are NFTs. The website for Panini is nft.panini.net. I'm sorry, .paniniamerica.net. So they are definitely jumping into the NFT world in a bit of a different way. Um, now, they're not very expensive, but the highest-priced card is a Roman Reigns card, Smart. And do you want to... Do you want to guess how much? You want me to just tell you. Go ahead. You want to guess? You want to guess? Go ahead. No, five thousand. Okay, let's play the prices right, higher, lower game, lower. Okay, uh, two thousand. Lower. Eight eighty. Lower. Mm, five hundred. Lower. Two fifty. Lower. Two forty nine. Lower. 240. No, way lower. All right. All right. Let's just stop. You're 100 bucks One. off. What? Go do it. Do it. Say it. Buck 50. Buck 50. Going for 150. Yeah. Now, obviously, if you guys know, these things could go up or down in value. So buy at your own risk. But if you do want to go, you can jump on Panini and start buying these. Right now, as of today. So if you're one of those guys who like the NFTs, but not called NFTs, <laughs> you're welcome to go ahead and start buying them right there um, on their website. Again, nft.paniniamerica.net. You can go ahead and start buying those right there. So it's pretty cool, though, that they're doing this. Um, amazing. You're... You're in a lawsuit with a company. You settle. And you're still doing, not only doing business, but entering a completely different merchandise thing with this company. Fucking amazing. 
fucking amazing. I'm going to credit Nick Khan with this one. Yeah, probably. I feel uh, like all the CD shit that happens now that Vince is gone is a Nick Khan production. I think this is all Nick Khan. I think all this stuff right here you see behind the scenes is a Nick Khan move, and I think this is fucking brilliant of them to do this. I mean, let's face it, this lawsuit could have started when Vince was still in charge. And mm-hmm. and Nick Khan said, hey, I think we're missing a fucking real big picture here. So... Again, I don't know if it was Nick Khan, but I am going to believe it was Nick Khan and credit Nick Khan with uh, doing a little bit of uh, a little work on there right there. So there you go, folks. But um, last thing you said that because you said it might be like when Vince was in charge. And now it's not funny, but I'm getting the I'm getting the mental image of like fucking Vince McMahon trying to pay hush money and like fucking Dogecoin. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, how, how do you like this? Batista and FT. Logan Paul gave me this Pokemon thing. <laughs> What's it worth? Was well, so you don't snitch and there's an annoyed ape in it for you, pal. Or is it Poke Man? I don't know. Oh, for sure. He either calls it Pokemon or Pokemons. It has. It's one of the two. One of the he two. He does not call it Pokemon. Oh, I I would go definitely Pokemon with him. He's poking mm-hmm. thing. He's he, mm-hmm. he's poking things. That pokey that Pokemon mm-hmm. stuff. All right, folks. One last one here, uh, in the news category. And honestly, I did watch AEW. I did not watch the main event. I didn't have time. I didn't take notes. But I think we've actually talked about the only interesting parts of. AEW anyway, so <laughs> we really have. We'll 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 jump. We'll see if there's anything we missed in a minute here, folks. But we did talk last week. I know no one heard it. It was pretty unlistenable audio, um, and uh, I apologize for that. But we did talk last week about Scott Demore being um, let's not fucking beat around the bush fired from TNA. Um, and we had talked a little bit last week's mark, if you remember, about how the talent thought this was a huge mistake. Getting rid of Scott Demore, we 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 got into a couple of the tweets that have been that were put out by some of the talent, basically showing frustration with Scott Demore being uh, being fired from the company. Mm-hmm. Well, folks, it looks like the talent has. United, almost in a, uh, almost like a union. They basically put together a letter and signed it. Um, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. How I could probably get through this pretty quick. Uh, they did put together a letter and have sent it out and even posted it. So we can look at it, but the whole, all talent has gotten together. And basically joined in, united, and put a little bit of time into a letter to Anthem. And I guess the guys who run Anthem, Len and Scott. And I'm going to read this letter to you. You ready? Len and Scott. TNA Impact is not 
just our employer and the company for which we work. It is a family, a family that each of us have grown to love and cherish and trust with our bodies and our careers. A family for which we feel deeply and that desire all above else to protect. We are deeply saddened by the decision to remove Scott Demore from the TNA Impact family. Scott is a brilliant wrestling mind that has guided this company and has it positioned to take the next step upward in our industry. Scott is also so much more than this. He is a trusted friend, confidant, teacher, advisor, brother, and mentor to so many within TNA Impact family. Scott has been the heart of TNA Impact family for over two decades. Len and Anthem have been instrumental in supporting and building this company back from the ground up. The contributions of Len and Anthem have gone unnoticed by, or have not, oh wait, the contributions of Len and Anthem have never, excuse me, never gone unnoticed by anyone in the company, and we want to make sure that Len knows this. TNA, simply put, would not have survived without Len and Anthem, not just financially, but with the undying faith in Scott and us to revive the company that was on the brink of death. Well, at least they admit it. Len and Anthem are the foundation that TNA has been able to build upon. We would not have made it to this point without both, in capitals, of you. The fans know this and the TNA family knows this. We come to you to voice our concern for TNA Impact, our family, and its future and direction. We, like you, wish to safeguard what we have all worked and sweat and bled for to build. We want TNA Impact to continue to grow and to continue to be an, uh, unvi- or an inviolable place for all professional wrestlers to work. We understand and appreciate that professional wrestling at its core is a business and that the company must provide a physical, responsible, financially viable product at the same time. Oh, wait, let's hold on. Let's wait on that financially viable product thing. At the same time, <laughs> professional wrestling. <laughs> Been waiting about 15 years now. Some days it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I feel it. <laughs> I just. They're, they're due. I'll be honest, I purposely didn't read this before so I wouldn't fuck up on it. And I just caught that and was like, whoa, wait, wait, wait. We understand you got to be financially, you know. Growing, but <laughs> our financially viable company that uh, you come see Angelina Love working at Hooters. But at the same time, professional wrestling is uniquely situated. The business of professional wrestling is so much more than balance sheets, downloads, and ratings. Is it though? <laughs> Yeah, ratings aren't everything, our official statement. Is it, though? Anyway, uh, to a fucking company that's running your place, it is, unfortunately. And that's who it should matter to. The wrestling business is and must be its people, its characters, and its storylines. All right, folks. I've only got a few, three paragraphs left. So I'm halfway done. This is to say... There is no wrestling business without the wrestling creative vision and the right people bringing the creative vision to life. 
to thrive, a wrestling company must have both an eye toward business decisions and its fingers on the pulse of creative decisions and the ever-changing appetite of our fans. I am hungry. How do they know that? It is in light of this concern and our desire to uphold the standards of the TNA impact, uh, t- of TNA slash impact, concern or, or that we offer this letter. You're just now getting to the letter? It is our desire... Sorry. It is our desire to have a dialogue with you and with the company in an effort to protect the present and the future of TNA slash impact for you, for Anthem, for the fans, and for our professional wrestlers. We feel strongly that a wrestling person, that is in quotes, needs to be intimately involved at a high lever, level, lever, level, lever, 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 at a high, a high lever. A high level to ensure that the amazing company we have all built and product we have provided to our fans continues to grow and flourish. It is our opinion that the best possible person for that role is and will be Scott. We recognize that we do not necessarily know all the facts or details around the decision to remove Scott. In life, there is always the rumors, the opinions. Yes, there's rumor in any window. And somewhere in between the truth, we rarely... Got a Conrad dig in there. We rarely get to know which is which. It remains our hope. Wait a minute. Do they think they're being worked? I hope not. Anyway, we rarely get to know which is which. It remains our hope and desire that everyone can set aside the past few days and any hurt feelings or unkind words that may have been exchanged and meet to discuss a path forward that preserves the TNA impact family we all hold so dearly. Last paragraph. We remain steadfast and hopeful that this letter can be a first step to opening and keeping open productive lines of communication to ensure that TNA Impact Family continues to be a wonderful, unique place to work for years to come. We ask and implore you both to come together and create a resolution that will reunite this family once again. We look forward to hearing from you and continuing this dialogue. Okay. This is going to be a, this might not sound great. Folks, this is beautiful. This sounds great. I am a family guy. I love family. I love working for places that is family. But I also know there is a time when you have to split family with business. There are two different things. Working for a company that feels like a family is great, but there's also a time when business needs to be handled. And if this was business being handled, that's great. That's fine. That's this, this is the adult world of corporate. This is the corporate world we all live in. We've been, most of us have been fired from jobs. Most of us have been, have quit jobs. This happens. This happens. This is a beautiful thing. This whole family thing is great. But companies, and I hate to put it just like this, Mark, and I don't know if you agree, companies do not give a flying 
fuck if you are a family. If you are not making money, they do not give a fuck. Your family is great. Your little thing back there is great. Y'all want to hug, sing, fucking kumbaya, play fucking guitar. The company doesn't fucking care. They will do what they have to do. They will get rid of who they have to get rid of, sadly or not. But this is great. I love the comp- I love all the talent getting together and putting this letter out. But I don't see a company giving a shit. They're literally saying you should have let us know that you were going to fire Scott to more before you did it. That's what they mean by dialogue. We need to have a dialogue. You need to let us know you're going to do something like that so we can put in our input. Um, that's not how a company works and hell fuck no. Sorry. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be, I'm trying not to sound like a dick here, but that's how the company's going to think. Um, sorry. What do you got there, Smart? I was actually just kind of tickled by the at you because you were talking about they're not going to get together by a campfire and sing Kumbaya. And I started just picturing like Scott Demore playing with an acoustic guitar while Tommy Dreamer makes snores and started gnaws on the stick as well once he's done. Then Crazy Steve um, comes up, comes up, breaks it, and just <laughs> says, sorry. <laughs> It's funny that you say that too, because I was for some reason I was picturing Crazy Steve too, just because it's a funny name. It's like, all right, thank you for showing up to the campfire, Crazy Steve. That was an Animal House reference, folks. If you didn't get it, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Uh huh. Indeed. Indeed. Go ahead, sir. I'm sorry. I mean, to like to get to what we're actually talking about. Um, I mean, I feel bad for the guy, and like I understand, like the wrestling being kind of cr- is a crazy business in the sense of like, especially with like the guy that's in charge or the creative guy or whatever is, it could definitely be a, like a galvanizing force. Like, there's so many people that could get behind him, like you know Paul, Paul Heyman and ECW and things like that. But I get the idea of like them not wanting him to be gone. But like you said, there's not really much you can do about it. If they decide that he's not making the money, they're going to get rid of him. But then like. What happens? Like, what what happens with the locker room morale and that kind of stuff? It's it's going to be interesting to see that. But then, unfortunately, kind of being an impact or being in TNA, I guess there's really not that many other places to go. Like, you're kind of just on that like the last rung between like a professional wrestling company and like an independent wrestling company. I mean, which is still professional wrestling, but like you know what I mean? Like on like the scale of like notoriety, you you go TNA and then you go to down to like GCW or you know whatever the case might be, your local independent wrestling show. So it's like sort of that last step of like the quote unquote upper echelon of wrestling. Mm-hmm. So it's like you really don't have too many places to go. So there's really not much you can do about it because if you had options, you probably would be elsewhere already. So it's like, what can you do? What can you do? Yeah, and you know, I mean, look, it, it, again, I get what they're saying. I get it. Well, we're a family back here, blah, 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 kumbaya. But again, I mean, this happens in the adult corporate business world people leave i hate to say but you get over it maybe fucking sad maybe crushed maybe that but get over it i'm sorry it sucks it does that's how it goes 
But, I mean, you know, it, 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 corporations just don't care. And do they really think that they deserve an explanation on why Scott Demore was fired? Hate to say one more time, and I hate to sound like an asshole. No, you fucking don't. No, you don't. You work for us. You work for us. You don't fucking need an explanation. You need to work. You need to go to work. That's it. Explanations aren't mm -hmm. for fucking work. Someone doesn't fucking get fired at McDonald's for some reason and the fucking boss comes out and tell you why they fucking got fired. Unless they were trying to make an example of that person. Then they might tell you why they got fired. But usually they don't fucking tell you why they got fired. You know why? It's none of your fucking business. Hey, fucking Jerome ain't here no more. Time to fucking you. You're on fries. Move along. The day fucking moves along, folks. I'm sorry. It fucking keeps going. Sorry, smart guy. You know, and I told you before, I can't do fries because I'm allergic to peanut. We've had this conversation, and I like I, you approve the time off. I don't even know why I'm here right now. No, this, this is, is some bullshit. First I of all, Jerome, I under listen, motherfucker, this is soybean oil, all right? Get fucking working. Okay? I put soybean oil in here for you. Actually, honestly, I use soybean oil when I do my turkeys. I do. I stopped using peanut oil. My wife does not like the peanut oil taste. So I started using soybean oil. It it holds uh, the same temperature. So. Well, this is a bit of a labor dis dispute. And I'm going to be going to Mayor McCheese about this. So oh, your days are numbered, though. Fuck. No, don't go to him, man. Listen. Mm -hmm. Listen. I know you have Grimace in your back pocket. But Look, just go home. Only get yourself off. Listen, just go the fuck home. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I get what you're saying, but like, also at the same time, like you, you, you've been in the corporate environment before, the work environment before. Like, nine times out of ten, if somebody gets fired, people know why they got fired. Like, it's not up to like the boss to tell people, but it eventually makes the rounds. Well, they, and they may tell you personally why you got fired. You usually sit in a meeting and things happen. It's not just you don't fucking get. I mean, he wasn't talent on-air talent so he probably sat in a meeting and that's when they did it he didn't just get a fucking phone call saying oh well you know hey i'm sorry about this uh, uh you know you gotta uh good luck in your future endeavors uh no this is not super dave osborne i understand if you shit on your face will you be sucking me anyway will you send me a nude pic uh <laughs> sorry sorry folks that was that that too soon that was too soon too soon it's actually kind of a perfect because like when i do think of like evil corporate america types he actually does fit like that perfect like default image of just like shitty corporate office businessman that just like i mean obviously he was a wwf x guy wwe x guy so it's like who better uh, jim ross was for a while too for some reason though i think jim ross he did that guy sort of dirty I know, but I think Jim Ross releasing you would not be so bad in that nice, beautiful little southern accent of his. Just so nice and friendly. Buddy, buddy, you're going to have to get ready. I'm, I'm sorry. I'll send you some Chipotle ketchup. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, you just, it's just, it's just not, it's just not working out. Um, I think, uh, 
You do like Chipotle ketchup, right? <laughs> Can I interest you in an autographed eight by ten of Doctor Death? <laughs> I don't know. My most I... favorite one about what Jr. used to fire people is that poor guy, <laughs> and they basically made him do it and made him tell her that they had that they weren't going to give Kong, well, not not a firing, but they weren't going to give Kong a contract, Awesome Kong, because she was fat. And it's like, just imagine having to be JR to having to tell her that. Like, yeah, yeah I, I know. I, you put the mirror down. I understand. That's what they told me to tell you. Oh, please, I, do, please stop hitting me. Oh, he please must, stop hitting me. He must have dressed that up so much nicer than what they told him. You just said, look, they said you're very good in the ring. You might want to take a few pounds off the body in the middle. And I think we might have something there. I think we might have, have some sugar-free barbecue sauce for you. If you right. Like. I got the uh, the old diabetes uh, section on my website, the sugar-free stuff. You might want to check that out, and we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I mean, you sit there and watch, like, Beyond the Mat, and I don't know. JR, to me, is just such a nice guy. I don't see him being rude to anyone. I, I think... I don't think JR's a fucking pushover or a pussy, but I just think he's just fucking just that. I think JR's a businessman. Mm-hmm. Or was. I think JR's in the, in the, in the uh, DGF don't give a fuck stage of his life at this point, but I think JR was a businessman. I don't think he would just say, Look, you're fat. That's what they. <laughs> They told me to tell you. Care to explain what happened? No. Scott Steiner. Scott, take it away. Yeah. I mean, I know I'm a little round here, too, but I'm not on what I am on TV. Um, Listen, they told me what they told me. Lose weight. Come on back. Talk to you later. All right. Okay. (laughs) I don't think that's the way it went. See, (laughs) remember when I lost control of half my face and then they brought me back as a bad guy because I was ugly and it frightened children? Basically, that's what's happening here is that we work for a terrible, <laughs> awful person. Awful, awful human being. <laughs> Just a horrible, horrible person. He's an awful human being. Um, some might call him the mm-hmm. devil. Some might call him the devil. I do. Uh, but better the devil you know than the devil you don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, oh, boy. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, um, I love Jr. Always will, always will. He's a good fucking, oh, of course, good fucking guy. So, anywho, um, as far as uh, AEW smart, like I said, I think we got into most of the goodness of it. Um, what did we miss? Young Bug. We talked about them or the Bucks. We're not call- I, I swear to God, I'm just going to call them the Bucks from now on. I cannot call them the Young Bucks anymore. I do like mm-hmm. the little, the little, the little uh, touch of the uh, the white suits with the Darby blood on it. I like it. I like it. I'm not going to lie. Not a big fan of the Bucks, but I do like that. Um, and really, that's about it. I mean, dude, let's face it. March Sting's last match is coming up before we know it, man. I mean, it's going to be. Not that Sting is on there every week, but it's just going to be a little, a little weird. Knowing 
Sting is mm-hmm. Sting is finally retired, and I think Sting will retire. Retire. I don't think he's gonna fucking flare it. No, I, I doubt it. No, I think Sting has had enough. I think he's made plenty of money. I think he's probably been very smart with his money. He's you, there's no stories out there about Sting fucking doing drugs or fucking drinking or DUIs or anything. I think Sting has been very smart with his money. I know he's got fucking a ranch. I think somewhere out in out here in Texas somewhere. I think he's in West Texas, though. Um, I believe. I know he's got a ranch somewhere and just probably wants to fucking just sit back, live the life, and be done with it, man. But he deserves it, man. Mm-hmm. He deserves it. I agree with that. He fucking deserves it. And um, if he goes out undefeated, I understand. I don't think Sting is going to be selfish in that way. I believe Sting will. Um, I believe Sting drops the titles. Yeah, possibly. I, I wouldn't be. I mean. I think Sting and Darby drop Other it. than just they win it and they do like a tournament, but who knows? Allegedly, I don't know how true it is or not, but there was a report coming out that said that Sting didn't even want to have that title match. Because huh. I was like, they don't really need the belts. And they were like, well, yeah, but we had you win X amount. We want wins to matter, so you kind of have to have this title shot. And we're not going to have you lose. So it's like, well, he, he didn't want to take the belts off of uh, fucking Starks anyway. So I was like, well, that's, right. that's cool of him. I do see, like I said, I do see that. And let's face it, if they win, Darby has to relinquish titles or find a partner, which that would be stupid. Well, maybe they can have another fucking tournament. Um, They're probably going to have another tournament anyway. But if the way the Bucks are right now, if Sting loses, it gives them more clout to have the titles. We retired Sting blah, 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 it can just keep going. Darby, we can have a whole storyline of Darby trying to find a new partner, trying to get those titles back for Sting. You know, it it makes more sense storyline-wise to lengthen the storyline for Sting, Sting and Darby to drop those titles. But you never know. But you never know. So... But I mean, everything else we talked about. Man, it's it's such a shame that he got himself in trouble. Because how great would it have been? Darby skateboards. You know who owns skateboards? Old Johnny Ace. That would be. I. Do you think he still can skateboard? I thought you were going to say you think he could still wrestle. I was like, no, nah, probably not. But I don't know. I think Johnny Ace could probably still skateboard. I think he's still hanging ten, fucking doing a nine hundred with Tony Hawk in the half pipe. Yeah. Right. Oh man, that would have been amazing to have fucking Johnny Ace as a playable character in Tony Hawk. I think having Tony Hawk in the fucking as a DLC in the fucking AEW game might not be a bad idea. There you go. Speaking of Tony, I fucking love those games, by the way. Perfection. I do love those fucking Tony Hawk games. I have three different ones, and I have the one that has the old one on it and all those games. Great fucking game, man, Tony Hawk. I love playing those games. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Gameplay, good soundtrack, all of it. It's good times. Oh, great fucking soundtrack, man. And, you know, I actually just, mm-hmm. I finally got my uh, PS4 hooked back up and um, a couple days ago and uh, jumped on GTA 5. Decided to kill a few people. Nice, nice. Oh, yeah, always. Gets a little, little frustration out. Feel a little better afterwards. You know, much better, much better. But, um, yeah, trying to think if there's anything we missed on AEW, Smart. We talked about the opening match, which was great. Didn't we? I think we did. Yeah, I mean, a little bit. You said that uh, you were surprised that uh, Cash Wheeler got involved at the end right. after the match because it was Moxley versus uh, Dax, Dax Harwood. Dax Harwood. Talked Had about almost about, like, almost a 20-minute match. It was pretty solid. Yep, we talked about uh, Hangman T.A.'s mustache. Mm-hmm. We did. There was the uh, Tony Storm segment where she like got her tattoo like I don't know and then touched up, but she added a dagger through it. I don't know if it's real or not, but it was they they made it into the storyline anyway of her just being like, "Well, the tattoo doesn't like us together anymore. Fuck you." Um, all I know is she is killing that fucking character every time she's on fucking TV, and I fucking love watching it. So more, more, mm-hmm. more Tony Storm. They could make those fucking segments longer, and it wouldn't matter to me. Um, uh-huh. yeah, that was good. Uh, Edge versus Daniel Garcia happened. It was supposed to be for like the uh rankings for the TNT belt. Edge ended up winning that. Actually, no, it was an, it was an out contest. It was, it was a rare DQ in AEW with um the uh Christian's little uh family and Mama Wayne. And Mama Wayne ended up low blowing old Edge. Mm-hmm. Looked like he liked it for a minute, yeah. There. The, the, yeah, because it looked like I, I thought, honest to God, I thought they were going to do the thing where it was like he was wearing a cup. I thought I took it and he just stood still. So I was like, okay, he's got a cup on. But then he just like sort of late response fell over. Fell over. I thought the same thing. I'm like, he was expecting it. He knew it. I said, I said the same thing. I'm like, I'm, oh, he had a cup on. But let's face it. If he had a cup on, she would have sold the arm hurt. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it seemed like she did that. He was just like a little bit longer. Uh, Hold it there. Almost. There. Oh, why did you let go? Just kind of <laughs> the forearm left to right real quick. It just. Mm. But um, yeah, that's really it. I'm trying to think. I like I said, I missed the main event. I haven't watched it yet. I'm I'm I got it ready to go watch, but. What was the main event? Yeah, I mean, it was a good match, but, like, the main event was Orange Cassidy versus ah, Taven in a Texas death match. Texas which, death match, that's right. Man, you're having trouble selling tickets and keeping ratings up, and your decision is to put Matt Taven in the main event. That is a bold, bold strategy. Because, <laughs> like, it was a good match, and Matt Taven, to his credit, bumped his fucking ass off. He was trying his very best, but, like, no amount of effort is going to cancel out the fact that you're Matt Taven. I'm sorry, friend. <laughs> I get what you're saying here, Smart. I get where you're going here. <laughs> but, uh, yes. oh, shit. All right, well, I guess we basically got into everything. I don't think we got anything else to get into, man. Fucking, uh, I think we're right, at, covers it. we're right at two hours here. Just about right at, oh, 155. Close enough. Oh, yeah, I forgot we took a little, uh, little breaky break. So, all right, folks. I guess we'll wrap this up. We will uh, do our best to figure out the video thing. Like I said, we, me and the wife are looking into a few 
other ways to get internet here that might keep us closer to the tire. You know, us being out her way it goes. But um, we will figure that out. Now, Smark, I know yes. this is not the only place they can find you. I will bet you're going to tell us where that is. Well, it certainly isn't. You can find me Mondays, 8.30 on the YouTube. It's totally inappropriate. Team sports. Tits. Be a bra. Support tits. We have episode 151 just happened Monday. We did the Super Bowl watch along. So if you want to listen to people commentate about a game that you already know the result to, that option's available. That is your prerogative. But episode 151, we talked about the Super Bowl. We talked about NHL. We talked a little bit about the NBA. There was some UFC talk, too. So go ahead and check us out. Totally inappropriate team sports on the YouTube or wherever you get your gosh podcasts. There you go. Now, Smart, I got to ask you real mm-hmm. quick. I got to ask you. Was the Super Bowl fixed because of the relationship with, 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 with Taylor Swift? Do you think it was? Do you think it was? Do you care? I <laughs> I'm kidding. Kind of not, honestly. <laughs> you really don't have it, to answer. It was the... You don't have to answer. Well, it's like, I kind of feel like sometimes it like, <laughs> I don't know so much the Taylor Swift thing. It's, it's possible. Like the red, the officiating in the game was actually pretty solid. So it didn't seem like it was fixed if it was, okay. but the fact they've allowed gambling sort of does kind of create this like cloud of doubt and suspicion when some of the things like there's some very blatant, no calls that happen sometimes very questionable calls and things like that. So it's like, you did sort of kind of compromise the integrity of the game a little bit for a lot more money. So it's like, eh, anything's possible at this point. Well, and trust me, I'm not saying it was. I just, I was joking. Um, yeah, I mean, listen. Basically, the highlight of the whole, like, watch long stream thing was that uh, Twister 2 was coming out. And every cheese was very excited about that. I, you know, it's funny. A couple weeks ago, I watched Twister and then, like, Two days later, I saw there was another one coming out. It's not going to be the same without Bill Paxton. That's all I'm going to say. It will not be the same movie mm-hmm. without Bill Paxton. It will. It, it just won't. That man... Do you know that man is one of the only and the few and probably... I think the only one that has been in and been... Uh, he was in Predator, Alien, mm-hmm. and Terminator. He's been killed by all three of the fucking bigs. All three. Nice. All three. He's been killed by all three. So don't fuck with Bill Paxton, motherfuckers. Rest in, oh, like rest in peace. Of, two out of three of those movies, so that's cool. You what? You Wait, which one haven't you seen? I, I said I like two. Uh, no, I've seen all three. I said okay. I like two out of three of those movies, so that's a good track record. But which one don't you like? And get into Alien. I tried it. It's just not my thing. Really? I like it. I actually, mm-hmm. I binged watch the Alien movies in order all the way through. I liked Predator because it, there was. I thought there'd be more adventure, to be fair, but I still like Predator. Um, the other one, Terminator. I liked it because like, we talked about this before. I feel like Terminator is like essentially a horror, or is just a fucking horror movie. Because it's just one guy at the beginning, at least, where it just looked like going on a relentless rampage of just murdering people, trying to get to the person he's actually sent to kill. So it's like it very much had some horror movie vibes to it. I'll go with that. I'll go with that. I think they're all good movies, though. I, I like them all. I like them all for different reasons. But um, yeah, 
So anyway, off of the movies, folks, I'm going to be doing a little bit of, uh, I'm going to be joining uh, the Everything Unscripted podcast tomorrow night over there on Blog Talk Radio. You'll be able to uh, join, uh, you can join Blog Talk or you can listen to us later. Um, and uh, there you go. So I'm going to be joining them for a little bit tomorrow night, which I haven't done in a very long time. So I'm very excited about doing that. And uh, there you go. Otherwise, we, that is me, Boxman, and him's Mark, we'll be back here next week with more Wrestling Outlet. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for dealing with this no-video bullshit. And I will get this uh, bad boy put up ASAP. So there you go. Thank you, Smark. Thank you, everybody. And next week, folks, and see ya. Yes. All right.